Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of Ninja Pancake Family of Podcasts. Hey, it's Stunt Voice, and welcome to Geekologist Radio, where we take you into our gaming systems and ride the hype train into the future. Let's introduce our crew for tonight's cast. First up, we have Fouts. What's going on? How's it going? Next, we have Damien. Hey, everybody. Finally, we have the love of my life and the best thing that has ever happened to me, the one and only Silver Soul. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, so uh, welcome to He'll Game He'll be a on. host before long. <laughs> uh, that right there was our stunt voice uh, because our one and only Silver Soul has got a little cold, and we decided that she was going to do it, the intro this week. And since she couldn't because of her cold and because of the coughing fit she's going through, we... Uh, tapped the uh, husband on the shoulder and said, okay, you're the stunt voice and you have to fill in. So let's go ahead and get straight on into our first segment of Game On. No, it's we got error and omissions oh, we actually this have errors and omissions. We actually have. So error and omissions. What did you do? I was wrong. I was. Shame on the you. Shame Star Wars on Battlefront. You. Anyways, there's no hijacking of people's ships in fact when you're in a ship you can't even get out of it until death um but that's not to say that this is not one of the best star wars games ever made as being said just by the preview or excuse me the early access beta and it's uh i've been watching a lot of it but yeah no no getting out of vehicles until death no hijacking no taking over and using or just like yeah no spawning in even using tokens of other of the enemy's ships all right, so first up in game one, we have Cuphead. So uh, Cuphead is as uh, mind-numbingly difficult as everybody says it is, but in a good way. Like it, It's difficult, but it's nostalgic difficult. Um, one thing I really like, like about Contra. it... Like Contra. Yeah. Without the code. <laughs> one thing that I really like about it is that I... Uh, I, I like to strategize. You know, it's why I'm a big fan of uh, games like Final Fantasy, um, where you have to actually sit, uh, like, uh, especially the old ter- uh, turn-based ones, like 10. You have to actually sit and strategize in order to win. So I'll spend a couple hours on the same boss just watching its patterns and memorizing it. And, you know, and like it can be frustrating, but not to the point that you're going to throw your controller, at least for me. Uh, it's frustrating, but it's like, oh, damn, but I, you know, I just noticed this, this little niche in his pattern that I, I didn't notice before, so that's been a lot of fun for me to be able to go through and uh, find different uh, ways to beat it and, and mess around with the controls and the art style. Uh, as Damien knows, I am an artist, uh, watercolor primarily, and uh, at PAX, I did get a chance to speak with uh, one of the art designers about it. Actually, it was uh, the pre-PAX event at Microsoft, and she was telling me about how everything's hand-drawn and uh, watercolor and how certain backgrounds were actual 3D uh, props, almost kind of like you would make like a diagram for school. Uh, that was a big selling point for me, um, you know, especially like the watercolor art. It's so adorable and beautiful at the same time, and you get that old-timey like filter going over it, and the whole thing is just... It's very aesthetically appealing uh, to me. Uh, the artwork alone makes it an amazing game. The character design yeah, the whole thing and everything to me just pops. And the devil's kind of adorable. 
the double reminds me of like uh, of an old ta- old fashioned like tattoo and everything. So when I yeah. saw that, I was like this is like if a tattoo came to life. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, I'm like I got this. <laughs> and that whole 1930s cartoon, you know, propaganda thing they were going for, they really, really catch it. Uh, the whole time I'm playing, you know, I feel like, oh, this isn't like some screwed up Mickey Mouse cartoon, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of the point, and I love it. it it's just, I don't know, like it, as difficult as it is, the whole thing is just really amazing to me. I, I'm really enjoying it. And actually, yeah. as of this recording, it isn't up yet, but by the time the episode is up, I will have a review up on my uh, uh, website I just launched, silversoulgaming.com. So definitely have to check that out. So next up, we got Stardew Valley on Switch, which this makes me want to switch even more because I love Stardew Valley. However, I'm going to, I will admit that as much as I love it, I have not played it as much as I would like. Um, now, I know you, on the other hand, have played it extensively on multiple versions and are going to be doing so again. I am a long, long, long time Harvest Moon fan, which is now Story of Seasons. Same here. Things get uh, complicated there, but um, my, it was my sister, I mentioned this before, it was my sister that told me about Stardew Valley because, you know, she knows how big of a fan I've been for so long. And I picked it up for the first time um, early this summer. Right after my car accident, I was stuck in bed and uh, on on the couch. I you know I couldn't move, couldn't do anything. I put 130 hours in this game in like two weeks, and I, I didn't regret a second of it. It was amazing. Now this game it goes on like it doesn't end as far as I'm concerned, right? It, or- it doesn't. I'm actually in a Facebook group for um, Stardew Valley players, and I somebody mentioned the other day that they're in year 30. That is awesome. I was like, wow. I think. Um, the last character I was playing, it was on my PlayStation. Um, he was in love uh, year five, maybe six, married with a couple kids, um, eight barns, like five uh, coops, uh, some fields, you know, yada yada. Um, but I did pick it up on the Switch first thing this morning. It did. It launched uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, my time, and it's only 14.99. So yeah, t- immediately like that was a no-brainer. Like I, I was gonna buy it again. And I um, spent most of the day playing it because, you know, I've been big thing for me is uh, I spend a lot of time traveling uh, to events. Uh, I go to a lot of concerts. Um, I'm going to be at the Mayo Clinic a lot here pretty soon. So I've been like dying to have it on the Switch because the Switch is so much easier to take around, take out and use in a vehicle or an airplane or an airport than a laptop. The battery lasts a little bit longer. It's not as cumbersome. It doesn't overheat, stuff like that. And uh, they've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, it was just last week that they announced that Nintendo uh, approved the port for sure. Um, but I was waiting, expecting, you know, November, December, maybe January. Um, so when the announcement came on Monday, uh, oh, hey, it's coming to the Switch. I was like, awesome, let's see. It's going to be sometime next month. Oh, never mind, it's in three days. You know, I was ecstatic. So uh, that was the first thing I did this morning. I downloaded it, made a new character. It is so at home on the Switch. Like, it's almost like the previous console ports and the original PC version were just like a beta or a precursor to it on the Switch. It is really? almost like it's made for the Switch. It's smooth, it's 
you know, like the graphics fit right in. It's got that old Nintendo feel to it. Uh, the sound and the music comes out beautifully through the speakers because I've just been playing on my hand uh, on the actual hand console uh, while I've watched um, uh, worst worst cooks in America all day. So uh, um, I haven't played it through my dock yet on the TV, but uh, I have it on PlayStation. There's really no point. But uh, I actually did post an article on my website earlier about um, how I feel about the port compared to the other versions since I've played them, and it is, it, it's almost flawless. Um, the only downside is the save time is just a little bit longer, but it, it's really not enough to, you know, okay. dock at points. Now, now, now I know like on the console, they, they allow, they had like, it basically felt like with you're going through the menus, like you had the cursor like on a mouse. How do, how does that function with the Switch? It's a lot smoother. Uh, they definitely fix okay. that. Um, going through the menus and stuff, you it actually like scrolls like a console does. Um, you still have the little nice. mouse cursor you can move around, but everything, even like I had a lot of issues with um, on the PlayStation Four version with uh, entering names. Like I would like, oh, your chicken hatched, give it a name, and I'd be like playing it remotely on my Vita. And I'm like, shit. So I'd have to like pause my movie or, t or TV show and switch it over uh, from cable to the PlayStation and enter the name on my controller and then go back to the Vita. I had a, a really hard time with the uh, using the keyboard on the PlayStation version, especially with remote play. Not a single complaint about it on the Switch. Nice. Now... Um... The Switch, when when the multiplayer patch comes out, have they confirmed that the Switch will get that as well, or is it? Because I know Nintendo does things a little different with their multiplayer games. Yes, actually, that was a big deal with their multiplayer. Um, since right now it's uh, still uh, in the works, um, they have a beta releasing sometime soon. Um, so when it does release on beta, it's going to be on PC, like the original game. And then, mm -hmm. as they work out the kinks and stuff, they said when it comes to consoles, it will hit the Switch before the other two. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. And considering how I've... smoothly it runs on the Switch, it makes sense. And I'm actually really excited about the multiplayer on the Switch. You can help me on my farm, Damien. Yeah. You can be I my don't farm have hand. A Switch yet. I need yeah. one. Now you gotta get I one so you can be my farm hand. I've got the Mayo Clinic coming up in a few weeks, so that's a couple plane rides, a couple waits in the airport, a lot of waits in waiting rooms, a lot of Uber rides, a lot of time in a hotel room. So I'm taking my Switch because um, I'm going to have uh, Super Mario Odyssey uh, just like a week and a half before, and then Stardew Valley is on it. I'll be set with just those two for you know the week, two weeks I'm there. So I I've been really pleased with it. Nice. Um, I've already made it almost completely through spring, just playing it for a few hours today. With Brandon, with Brandon back to the to the fold with this. Next up, I'm going to talk a new up, another update to Fortnite. Which the game's the game is destroying the charts when it comes to uh, how stable their recent most recent patch has been, and the fact that it is free on PlayStation, X, or Xbox One, and PC, and it gives you a Fortnite version of PUBG. However, again, with the night with the hundred players and everything, players have found that the game Fortnite has been a more stable version at the moment. And they're built on this is something I found you uh, interesting. I totally forgot. They're built on the same engine, which is uh they just uh it's just 
they use different assets, but they are built on the exact same engine. Um, but with the new Battle Royale update, they put out, we have now, we have squads, we have duos, and the supply drops are back, which is great. Before, the supply drops were causing a bug that would make people crash to their dash. <laughs> and so that really sucked. But I I got to play... Uh, I got it. I like. I jo- happened to join randomly. My son was playing. I knew he was playing squad, so I hopped in. I got actually put in with his squad, and he was. It wasn't like you know. I was like, oh, I was all excited. He was like, no. I'm gonna tell you something. I made it in squad combat, not not just singular in squad combat. I made it to the top ten. They all had died. I may have hidden behind them as they <laughs> fell down and then shot. Yeah, that's dirty. When the guy was wounded, that's dirty. But they all, but yeah, I did. I, I actually, uh, we were uh, at one point like I could hear bullets flying by, and the higher powered, like if you have like one of the epic drops or anything like that, it tears through your building structures, right? Depending on what tier you have it built at, and we had fortified a little hut because we were in the center of the vortex. And so this is where, like, all the last battle's happening. And, like, you hear bullets just go, just flying by. And, like, we had all survived. We all managed. We had our full squad. And I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. Well, then I hid underneath the staircase, so I had extra stuff. Now, if a grenade would have gone in there, I fry grenade, I was done for. But... It didn't work out that way. In fact, well, a grenade went, but there were so many of them lined up in front of me that it took out my. It took out all my. Breathe, my Damien, breathe. And his friends. It took out my son and his friends, and they're screaming. He's screaming in the other end. Uh, I can hear it in his room. And I'm just sitting there laughing. And I killed the first guy, but I died not because I couldn't reload, but because I was laughing so hard I was shooting above the guy's head. So I died. I died due to the fact that I was laughing at, at the situation. But the thing is, the squad mode is awesome. the 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 uh, team duos is great, and the fact that the weapon drops are not putting you back to dash. Is, is is very, very fun. I mean, it, you get really nice drops typically out of that. However, when you see, if you have, even if you have just a decent sniper rifle, if you see those supply drops coming down, it's better just to, like, build yourself a little sniper hut or sniper tower and just aim down and just pick off the people coming for that. Use all your rounds. But you want to be careful because when you do that, See in the original game, you like you could. It was exaggerated in the actual Fortnite campaign where you didn't have to have support beams underneath you. So I was up on top with the sniper rifles, shooting, trying to get this victory. And I hear somebody in proximity chat laughing their ass off, which proximity chat is hit and miss right now. It's sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And so I thought it was my kid laughing at me. No, there was a person down below me that didn't even have a gun that is chopping away my support beams on my tower. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I just go, and I died. (laughs) I couldn't even be angry because I didn't know that was a thing. 
So the learning curve is actually pretty big and substantial, and the differences between PUBG and Fortnite Battle Royale are definitely starting to uh, widen, and that's a good thing because honestly, you get a different style of game, which either with with each one you go with, and I'm I'm excited for that. But I am also, I mean, I feel more like PUBG should be happy at the fact because there's people that won't get PUBG even though it's one of the most streamed games they won't get it because they're not sure if they're going to like it it's fun but it's a pain in the ass to play yeah now this game will give you that taste of you know what that game's going to be like and then it's like going from it's like going from the minor leagues to the major leagues so you can choose if you want to make that that jump and a lot of people are going to make that jump because you can customize your character more in PUBG. And every in a game where you're versus people, you want to be able to have, uh, you know, you want to be able to have a unique identity. And that's what you can get in PUBG that you can't right now in Fortnite. I actually like PUBG. So do I. I, I and, and playing it. And, and the other thing is, guys, I, I, I'm telling you, I had an opportunity to play it. On Xbox One X. Yes, so did I. If you have an X- Xbox One X, you gotta get it. Mm-hmm. This game, I I played it on I played it on a modified Omen 4K screen laptop, and I could have all the settings maxed out. And I'm telling you, the Xbox One X 4K with a controller, it ran smoother and just had more vibrant graphics than my PC. And my PC is like maxed out right now, so like or my, my laptop. It's it's an incredible laptop. I'm just saying, if you have an opportunity to get an Xbox One X, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't, if you're even mildly interested, and you don't pick up the game because the game's only going to be, if I remember correctly, it's thirty bucks or thirty five dollars, and they're not even going to increase that after it comes out of early access. They said they're going to keep the price flat at that, which is great. Right, and I agree with you if, if also, it's worth it on the Xbox One X. The other thing that's big news right now is the simple fact that we knew originally that Microsoft, that this was going to be an exclusive, it would be launch exclusive to Xbox and Windows. Now, because of some, some deals that Microsoft is working with, with uh, Bluehole, is that they actually just gave, they traded uh, coding, from the Sea of Thieves water, which this is huge, to Blue Hole in order to sweeten the deal. And it's sounding like PUBG is going to be a Windows and Xbox exclusive title, which anybody knows anything that, that this is the biggest game right now out in the world. Like this game is streamed more than StarCraft, okay? And, and you know, League of Legends and things like that. PUBG is the go-to game for competitive streamers right now. That's saying a lot. And by saying that, you know, their console home is more than likely going to be Xbox, for all the people that have been complaining about Xbox not having original content, this being something that's going to, that more than likely is going to call Xbox home is a huge, huge grab for the Xbox community. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited about it too, especially with the One X coming out. Yeah, I mean, it's, to, to me, that's the, right now, because after having played it on PC, to me, the One X is the definitive version. 
Right. And, I, and I'm not trying to say that because I'm going to have a 1X. I'm saying that because I played it and had my mind blown. Yeah, it's it's good. It's frustrating for people like me who are terrible at it, but it's a good game. <laughs> it's It's got a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And as you play, especially now, for, for, one thing is is you would do pretty uh, a lot better by playing with a te- with team. And then you guys communicate and you learn together. And then you have, because then it's not everybody's trying to shoot you. If right. you're playing in a squad, you have a team that's at least looking, except for PUBG, you got to really watch out because PUBG's got uh, team fire on. Right. <laughs> so I learned that the hard way. Now, <laughs> the next game I've been playing uh, is, a, is a mobile game. And uh, now you heard me talking last time I talked about Minecraft and the better play together, there was a lot of issues with it. They've since put an update out. And because I got, I got schooled by uh, one of our, our fill in uh, co-hosts and good friend, big D who's been loving the update. And I'm like, how, how can you love the update? Well, they updated it. That's how, and it's running a lot smoother. And so I I checked it out and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to test this out. I, you know, if I have slow time, what am I going to do? So I downloaded it. I paid the six ninety nine. I downloaded it on my phone. And one, I'm going to say something. It's beautiful on the iPhone, on my iPhone 6 Plus. Um, it, like, and the, for being a phone-controlled game where it's, you know, the touchpad and all that stuff, you're, you're working. It's very intuitive. And the big thing is, is I got into a match playing with my daughter. And she was on her Xbox. Wow. And it was flawless. It was like, you couldn't tell, you know. And so that, to me, I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing. I would love, I can't wait to hear, like, you know, what it's going to be like on Switch. Playing with an Xbox player. That's going to be a big thing. Because, like, PC, I've seen that. I've seen PC and Xbox. But this was my first time playing with an actual, testing the mobile to to that now it'll be interesting to see how they work friends list this is my big thing is how are you going to work friends list because on the phone you log into your xbox app my question is is that is there going to be an xbox app on the switch is that if that's going to be how they do this everybody plays together kind of thing it's very possible and of course the whole cross play thing is even more possible now that uh sony has a new uh, CEO and president, so we could see something interesting happen pr- uh, within the next couple of years like that. And, you know, that's the thing, is is to me, honestly, this is what I would love. I would love the opportunity to have either play co-op with people on, on AAA games, or you want to do console wars? Put it to the test. PlayStation versus Xbox players. Let's see, you know, in the end, in sports games, everything, let's see who is the best of the best. You know, why not? That That's just that's just my, my, my saying. People will say, oh, but if your system's more powerful, or there's this, there's this. You know what? I'm saying if you're a gamer, you're a gamer, and you want to do the console war, don't talk shit unless you can put your money where your mouth is and if they have offer, give us the opportunity stick it to them right that's why I'm one of those gamers that I play literally everything because I think console wars are just ridiculous but I think console wars are ridiculous too it's like if I had the ability I would have a switch I would have a PlayStation 4 pro 
I would have the PlayStation VR. I would, you know, I would have, I would have all that stuff if I could. I just, I, I just wound up winning Xbox. That's the only reason why I have as many Xboxes as I got. Well, it's like I, so. uh, I wouldn't have launched my website if I didn't have all the consoles and stuff that I have. You know, I even have the Vita and the, uh, the 3DS. I have two computers, you know. Mm-hmm. I've got two Switches, two Playstations. Um, once the X comes out, I'll have two Xboxes. So, and I actually just upgraded my PlayStation to a Pro, so. What else and, am I going to do? I'm stuck here. I'm, I'm stuck here at home by my, uh, all day. That's why now, I just sit and play video Thompson games. and I had some questions for you, actually, because you keep talking yeah, about this Yeah, what is website. this website? Oh, yeah. It's... You know what? It's just a little thing I threw together with some crappy little logo. So you know, it's all right. I'm kind of proud of it. I, I kind of recognize. I, I recognize the art. I, the, I hear the, the guy's real when a I saw hole, so cr- don't don't trust anything about that. Yeah, he is. But you know what? I needed a logo, so yeah. it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the play on on the the fact that you have a silver fox as your logo. That is a really good good play. Uh, is that something that you're thinking about about in the future as turning into like a caricature? You like know what? Having a silver fox. Originally, I, I didn't even think of a fox. Like that was like total opposite of what I had in mind. And uh, Fout sent that to me, and I was like, "This is perfect." Because, like, you know, I, I am uh, running the website by myself. I do have my husband helping me um, a little bit, but it's like that's just perfect because, like. It, a fox, it's very elegant, uh, but at the same time, it's very clever. It's very, it's very, uh, you know, intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's very beautiful. And I was like, this, this little tiny creature, really like embodies like this is a gaming company ran by a, you know, a woman. But yeah. you know, I'm not gonna be pushed around. I'm, I'm a lot smarter than than you'd think I would be. So I was like, this, this is perfect. That's why when he sent it to me, I was like, this is it. This is what I'm using. It's just, I love it. And so it is something I would like to build on in the future. Um, come up with, like, a mascot, uh, you know, et cetera. I, I fell in love with the fox pretty quick, and that's Fouts' fault. I didn't do anything. It wasn't me. Oh, okay. Never mind. I should show you one of my Damien Nash logos that actually can see what Fouts knows is Fouts knows that my dog, uh, my German Shepherd, is named also after the same character that I got my gamer tag from. So you're saying so my you're dog's named na- after my, a dog. my German Shepherd's name is Nash. Yes. No. He's very I named, conceited. I am named after my character. I am named after... No. Yeah, well, it was. It was kind of like, you know, the George Foreman thing where all my kids are... You know, Georgina, Georgette... Ge- <laughs> yeah, he's very conceited. Except... <laughs> it's a character I created. So next... So actually... I want to know a little bit more about, about the site. What are things that you're trying to focus on with uh, with your site? Like, because I, I know I know that you and I, I, I know you talked a lot about this. Like when we were at PAX, we had an opportunity to go around and talk, and then we had an opportunity to uh, meet with some of these really uh, awesome outreach groups and and other organizations that assist people in need. And you, that really got that really I kind of got got you in the feels. Yeah, that's what kind of lit the fire, Um, you know, like you guys know, um, a lot of our listeners might not know, um, I am disabled, I was in a car accident over the summer, I was rear-ended by a drunk driver, and after a few months of therapy and treatment, there was no change in the pain or the damage, and so uh, it was found out that I have rheumatoid arthritis, I'm currently in testing for other autoimmune disorders, Um, on top of that I do have post-traumatic stress disorder, so... It's 
it's been, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, out of nowhere, I'm in a wheelchair or w uh, walking on a cane, I lost my job, all I do is sit at home and play video games, that's how I got into writing and, and doing the podcast, was I had nothing else to do, and I'm, uh, I am a university student, and I'm very talented in writing, you know, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but th that's all I do, is do, do. write research papers multiple times a week, there you go, Fouts did it for me, thank you. Uh, I sit and write, re you know, 15-page research papers two, three times a week. It's all I do. And so getting to PAX, um, Damien knows very well. I was extremely nervous beforehand because I did have to take my wheelchair. Um, I, I can't walk longer than 10 minutes, even with the cane, without getting exhausted. And it was embarrassing. I was supposed to show up and represent this company I was writing for with my poor husband pushing my wheelchair. And it, it was terrifying but the thing is, is i'm going to tell you you knocked it out of the ballpark i have pictures of you interviewing the you know the creators of art and you that this is the thing about your website and the thing about you is that you are a very strong individual and that you didn't despite things and ways that maybe that may things that would have said or things that were that may have happened there you overcame it and you went and you created this website. This website's going to be a home for you to be able to post up your writing and stuff like that and also be able to, you know, be a voice for others that are in similar situations. And you basically we went from seeing someone that was a caterpillar and turned into a butterfly without, I mean, without trying to be too ooey-gooey, I'm trying to tell you that it was pretty awesome to, to witness. Like, our seeing, being able to get down there and take a picture, you were in your element. And you could tell that the developers knew that because they wanted to talk to you. You impressed them. And you're making something of yourself because how many likes did you get in the first day on your Facebook page alone that represents this this uh, this thing that you created? Today is day four since I've launched the website and I've already got almost 200 likes on Facebook. And um, all the reviews and stuff I've been posting to Twitter have been uh, retweeted by the developers. See? So it's and like... just getting started. Yeah, PAX was a, a real turnaround for me. You know, uh, I'd, I'd been facing a lot of emotional distress and depression. Um, you know, like I said, my, my entire life changed. I lost my job. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to stand for my wedding, which was only six weeks after the car accident. I spent my honeymoon in a wheelchair high on pain pills. Um, you know, it's been a really rough year, and so when I got to PAX and I realized I have a knack for this, I connect with the developers and the publishers, you know, like, I've been a gamer since I was two or three years old, this is what I do, you know, I, I've got the people skills and the writing skills, and I'm like, I'm good at this, and I noticed very quickly that there was only one or two other people there in a wheelchair. There was only one or two other people there with a service dog or a cane or, you know, that had special needs. And so once I sat down and, and talked to uh, companies like Able Gamer and uh, Take This Charities, I realized there's a big need for, like, a voice within the, yeah, within the community. Like, it's amazing that these people are out there doing this, but the majority of them don't have the same experience. And so I like I've made it my goal to, you know, continue doing what I'm doing, write news, do reviews, enjoy games, but write them from 
a it's like you put it the other day from a therapeutic standpoint from an artistic standpoint you know instead of oh this is why you should buy this game I'm going to tell you this is why I like it maybe you'll like it too because you know you've got uh, a physical or mental disability like I do or you know I am working on a lot of articles about how gaming helps with both physical and, and mental uh, uh, issues illness anxiety whatever it is you've got I've probably got a solution for you, so if any of our listeners have questions, comments, or uh, would like to just reach out, you can always email me at silver at silversoulgaming.com. I would love to hear from you guys, uh, and I- I'd even be willing to do like a-, a big article, you know, including other people's stories and stuff like that, because I think it's something that's really needed. So, you, I also heard that you're partnering with somebody. Yes, I am now a freelance, uh, I now freelance, um, I'm writing for uh, DVS Gaming. So, tell us all about DVS Gaming. DVS Gaming, uh, they've been around for about two or three years. I found them on a fluke. I, I will admit, I'm a big fangirl, and I play Mystic Messenger on my phone every day. And, uh, shout out, is is my favorite character's birthday today, by the way. So, um... I made a post in a Facebook group for this, uh, you know, girly-ass Korean game and started talking to somebody and, you know, it just kind of like, just like, a, hey, how's it going? Oh, you like this game? Let's let's chat about it. And then it ended up turning into, oh, what do you do for work? Oh, well, I write for, I, wor- I work for this company called DVS Gaming. And I'm like, really? I'm in the middle of launching Silver Soul Gaming. And they ended up really enjoying my work and uh, letting me join their team. And I am very, very uh, happy to be with them. I've put up some articles for them already. Um, we're in contact a lot. Um, they're loving my website, and they are, uh, uh, you know, helping me out, um, help me promote, um, uh, use backlinks, all sorts of fun stuff to uh, get some more traffic out and, and the word out about Silver Soul. So they've been a blessing. Very cool. So I've got one more game that I've been playing this week before we head on to the hype train, and it's uh, Stranger Things the Game. I know somebody just mm. wrote an article about I wrote, it. I wrote a news article about it, but I haven't. Pl- it's, yeah, it's a ton of fun. I, I put up a news article, but I haven't had a chance to play it. It is a ton of fun. I heard it's really fun, and it's completely free. Stardew Valley took my attention. Uh, yeah, this is that's a now. Great this part is thing. the thing with it. I've heard, and th- this is. I mean, I don't know, Brandon, if you've had an opportunity to play the other game. Now, I've heard that this is uh, being compared to. It's a Nintendo. It was a. It was a Super Nintendo game. It was a big RPG. They actually had to have a bonus pack for it um, to be able to play it. And the, you have characters that are in Smash Brothers uh, Brawl. Earthbound! Earthbound! Anyway, I've heard a lot of comparisons to that that are not only art style, but to the the gameplay that it's kind of feels like a, like a mobile Earthbound. I love the retro. Like I said, I haven't had a chance to play it yet because uh, I wrote up the article uh, kind of late last night. Went to bed because I'm still, you know, fighting off this uh, bronchitis and stuff. Um, and then Stardew Valley this morning. But uh, like just from looking at the videos and the uh, images, I really, really like that retro arcade feel. It really goes hand in hand with the series. Um, there's also collectibles inside the game itself that'll give you access to exclusive trailers. Uh, and exclusive content for the new season of Stranger Things that's coming out. I, oh, I've man. got half of them already, so I'll be able to yeah. watch that soon. And then also right before we jump in the hype train, we're just uh, doing a roundup on Destiny 2. The Faction Rally winner was, in fact, Dead Orbit. However, as much as I love my Dead Orbit brethren and sisters, 
that gun that they gave us is poop. It sucks so bad. It looks so good. And it sucks so bad. That was so sad. Destiny 2 factions over Dead Orbit wins. Yes. Dead Orbit hang or guns. Boo. But what we do have to be excited about is on Tuesday, we are getting Iron Banner. And all the damn armor looks amazing. So if you haven't got multiple Guardians up to par yet... It's time to get working on it because you only got till Tuesday, guys, to guys and gals to get your your guardians up to you par to be able to jump have into Iron Banner. Iron Banner will not in order to be able to play Iron Banner. So, oh, get cracking and get that story completed. I gotta do it on my hunter. I've done it all on my on my Titan and my Warlock. So, I got a hunter to get through. So, what we're what we're looking at covering next week? Uh, next week, there's a. A few things. Uh, we're going to be covering Iron Banner. I know that that'll probably be a big, big part of us talking, because the P up until now we we've talked a little bit about PvP, and this will come into play with our favorite weapons that we talked about. We're going to see how they actually fate you know fare up against some of the other other uh, players' uh, weapons. They've been the downside about. is is it is going to be four v four for Iron Banner, and we are supposed to be getting more information on seasons and how they're actually going to affect and work with destiny 2 soon is what we were told games are going to be coming up next week or things that we're going to be playing uh i can say i'm going to be playing uh well i'll be playing a lot of lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) cuphead Shadows of Mordor. Shadows of cuphead shadows of war excuse me um i currently am I currently am uh, working on my review for Cuphead. It should be up uh, by the time this episode Cuphead. airs. <laughs> Mugman. Um, of course, I'm playing Mugman. Stardew Valley because my life is a mess. Stop it. Cuphead. <laughs> uh, I'm also working on a review right now Cuphead. for um, Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic, which was just released on Steam last week. Um, and it was released by the original creator. It is... Uh, the best of Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and 2, and it, it is so nostalgic. I'm having a lot of fun with it, so I'll have that review up uh, probably tomorrow. So, again, by the time this nice. episode airs. And uh, uh, this week I also put up a review for a new indie horror game called Inmates. If you guys want to check that out, it's a pretty interesting title. It's only $10 on Steam. It is... For 13 Cuphead. stitches? No thank you. <laughs> So if you guys have not read my my review on that yet, go please do get me some more uh, clicks and views on my website. Fouts, I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> so so uh, on this inmates game, I mean, it, instead of a med kit, do you find like Vaseline? That's enough of that. No, <laughs> that's enough of that. Yeah. I'll make it better for you. The only thing you uh, actually can like find, pick up, and use are matches. It burns. Armageddon! It burns. Firing gerbils. <laughs> Firing gerbils. So that's I'm still playing a little bit of uh, Inmates because it's just it's a lot of fun. So I'll be playing Stardew, probably some more Roller Coaster, and I'll have my Cuphead Cup review up pretty soon. <sighs> Although I I might end up picking up something else between now and next week. No, nothing else, just Cuphead. Oh, okay, Cuphead. Cuphead. Cup, cup I can't speak. So next we're gonna get into the hype, the gaming hype train. <laughs> Sorry, Silver. You want to talk about Mario Odyssey? Uh, so, yes, that is the one that I am definitely getting, uh, for the month of October. Yes, even though it isn't out until the 27th, um, I have pre-ordered it. 
uh, which is great because Wolfenstein 2 comes out the same day, so my husband and I can ignore each other simultaneously. It's beautiful. I did get to play it at PAX, which was one of the upsides of being in a wheelchair. I just rolled up and said, uh, what's the chance that I could kind of cut into this four-hour line here? And she's like, oh, do you want to play Mario? I was like, yes, please. She's like, oh, come this way. Here, have a couple pins. I'm like, all right, this is fabulous. Um... A gentleman walked up as I picked up the Joy-Cons, and he's like, oh, have you ever played an old Mario game before, like 64 or Sunshine? And I said, bro, I have played every single Mario that has ever been made over the last 23 years. Like, I'm like, I've been playing these since I was, like, in diapers. And he's like, okay, never mind, and he just walks away. I was like, all right, cool. And I I had a lot of fun with it. I picked, uh... Uh, you had a choice between uh, the desert or Metro City. I picked the city because that was one thing that intrigued me the most from the trailers. And uh, it, it is interesting to see Mario amongst normal-looking human beings. Real people? Yes, but it is fun, and it's so cool. And I, I had so much fun just exploring and looking for the hidden coins and, and all these little funky spots that I could jump up into. And uh, the gameplay... Reminded me of, uh, you know, like uh, Sunshine uh, 64, um, uh, Super Mario 3D World. I like that one a lot. It reminded me a little bit of that. It, like, combined my favorite Mario games into an RPG-type game, and I just, I was, like, immediately so happy that I had it pre-ordered. This is going to be my go-to for a while. So, we're talking Red Dead Redemption. With with a true Wild Westerner right here. Uh, See, I I have, like, I mean, I... Things I don't talk about, like I grew up, uh, like my uh, Nick, uh, who has been with us, my brother in law. So, his wife, which is my little sister, my brother, and I, we grew up on horseback. Um, I well, me, I, I rode a mule that explains things, <laughs> it explains a lot, uh, but yeah, but you know what? That damn thing was that damn thing was sure footed as all hell. I I loved him. He was a jackass, though. But um, terrible joke. <laughs> You're disowned. Yeah, I know. But I'm actually hoping. Here's the thing. They didn't have so in the original Red Dead Redemption. You didn't like. I loved like I would be an asshole. I was an asshole run around, and I was so good at like I played in and I what I I'm not so much anymore. But I used to be really good at playing in like the uh I, what what do you call it? Did you call it like the hardcore? mode or when you actually had to aim like you couldn't just um, there was no aim lock i was trying to remember what that was called it's been a while since I, it's been a few years since i played it so but i i played on those those modes and i would ride around on that little donkey when everybody else was riding on the horse i'd ride around the little starter donkey and take people out and god i loved that game so much i i played that we, we every friday uh was Either it used to be like Halo Night. Then when that game came out, it was Friday night. The guys came over, and we all would jump on that game and ride as a posse together. What I'm super excited about with this one is the fact is, I mean, the storyline is a prequel. We know it's a prequel, so it's going to be more Wild West setting. Uh, it's only actually looking like it's a few years uh, prior to the things that happened in Red Dead Redemption. But this campaign looks like it's going to be a blast. However, what I'm super excited about is the multiplayer experience, which is being said, like, we know that they have done very, very well by GTA fans, as GTA fans have basically 
I mean, Grand Theft Auto Online is basically GTA now. How about the fact that Grand Theft Auto Five has remained uh, as like the number one selling game since it released? Exactly. I mean, that's that's huge. Now, it's going to go down a notch because when Red Dead Redemption launches, oh. that's going to be the that's going to be. It's the same game with a Western setting. It's not. It's not. If you have to. No. Man, no. you put anything in a Western setting and I will play it. Check out my review for West of Loathing. I gave that son of a bitch a 9 out of 10 and it's a stick figure game because I loved it so much. Like, I'm a sucker for anything Western. So Red Dead 2, oh, yeah. Now, here's something we saw in the in the trailers. We saw that they showed dual wielding, which is yes. out- great because now... Now, IGN, when they were doing it, they were critiquing when he closed his eye when he was firing. And I'm like, have you ever dual-wheeled pistols and shot? If you're closing one eye, he's closing an eye because he's not going boom, boom, boom with two hands. He's alternating his shots. And he closes his one eye to take aim and shoot at a more farther distant target. That is why he closed his eyes. But to me, the person that's like, I'm like, okay, you have never shot a gun then, obviously, because that was that was him taking aim at someone a little farther away because he's not going. He just took a chance to aim. I'm hoping though that it's not that we have to have the same gun in each hand. Like if if we have different revolvers, types of revolvers or Colt, you know, the different kinds that they have. I would like to do that. Or, I mean, shoot, I would like to have a Ruger in one hand and a revolver in the other. What? Huh. So. How about two Ruger revolvers? Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Grand Theft Auto uh, Five so, yeah. in a Western setting. I don't I'm matter. Still okay it with don't that. matter. I can hunt. I can hunt. Yeah, I'm still okay with but, that. Yeah, it, it was like the the graphics for one are gorgeous but oh yes xbox one x hello i exactly exactly and thinking about that and thinking about this massive open world that we get to explore now i'm going to be curious now we we, cajun hasn't been on but because they say they talk about being chased from from the north i think and then the west they're going into the southeast so this looks like it's done down in Louisiana. This looks like this is Cajun territory. Woo-hoo. So I'm 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 hoping I'm hoping that it is, and I would love to get to get Cajun to play the game and give his take on it because I I can tell you me after meeting after me you know you and I we both met him you can hear when you talk to him in person there is a distinct accent that he has that we don't hear on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I look, I look forward to this because it's like I've stated for quite a long time that when Red Dead comes out and Sea of Thieves comes out, I'm done for because I'm gonna be. I'll, I'll those are two games that I can literally play pretty much for the rest of my life, and I'd be I'd be happy playing them because I still can fire up Red Dead Redemption and I have a blast going around in there playing in the multiplayer, basically because they patched it. And this is the thing. That's such a the big deal because they hadn't patched it for years and the game was broken multiplayer. Now you can go on there and you can play it and I can I mean I can actually go around and I'm not nearly as good as I used to be, but I still enjoy it. And 
they're talking about season, talking about expansions to land, all this stuff. Even after the fact that the game itself is like four or five times the size of the original Red Dead landmass. And, and on top of that, the fact that it's multi-tiered. So it's not like we're just stuck. Like, you know, there's a few mines and stuff like that, but we're going to find caves and cave systems and things like that. Yeah, things may be exaggerated, but the thing is, is that we're going to have opportunities for exploration. We have opportunities to find a place to fortify it and take on other players and other, other you know, things are coming out. What I'm hoping, though, is the opportunity to actually... Because one of the big things on for streamers right now, on the PC side of things, is GTA roleplay. Uh, Burke Black is someone I follow who does it on a regular basis. And I would totally be down to do some roleplay streaming uh, with Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, it's... it. Like I, I'm all in. Like that, this and Sea of Thieves, with what I know and what I'm trying to set up with that, I'm I, Sea of Thieves. I'm, you won't hear me talk outside of pirate. Like it's gonna be hard when I'm podcasting. I'm like I'm gonna revert to pirate quite a bit. What a nerd! I, I am totally a nerd for Sea of Thieves. I love that game. It's okay. Once Red Dead come out, I'm just gonna talk the same way I always have. Cause I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure I don't have to explain. Uh, Fouts can uh, Fouts has a few different voices. He I does. don't know what you're talking about. I've got some voicemails that you know would fit in that universe. Hey, what you do in your own free time is your own problem, buddy. On- honestly, it's one of the things that I am most hyped about next to uh, next next to Sea of Thieves and and oh, and PUBG. PUBG, I am really hyped about. One of my um, most one of my biggest uh, complaints with. Uh... Uh, gaming is there's not enough um, westerns, you know, like like or at least you know like, like great westerns. You know, that's why West of Loathing, like even as ridiculous as it as it is, I enjoyed it so much because I will play like I, I have this thing where I play my favorite game every single year, which is Fallen New Vegas. Love it. Grew up in the atmosphere. Grew up, you know, going uh, to the Mojave and stuff. And every single time, no matter what character I play, I make him a cowboy does not matter which faction I choose or anything. He is always going to be a cowboy. I once did a hardcore run-through with nothing but leather armor, um, a cowboy rifle, and a revolver, and an outlaw hat. That was it. Nice. Played- Brandon, have you ever played the Fallout series? I have not. I, I might we have. No longer friends. I-, I might have, but it's been so long that I can't remember any of it, honestly. We're no longer friends. <laughs> I have the lunchbox in my office. Yeah, my entire um, living room and dining I, room is Fallout. And I got I got the bobblehead right over here on my <laughs> on my my desk. Uh, one thing you might be interested in, Silver, is the fact that the team behind Elder Scrolls Online is in the process of developing a new game, and the rumor is is that it is Fallout Online. <sighs> yeah, I. I'm not one, really one for online gaming, so that one, and especially with how well ESO went when it first, how well it went when it but first But the thing launched. is, is, Oof. but the thing is, is that they've learned since then, and now Elder Scrolls Online is the largest Elder Scrolls game out there, and it feels like an Elder Scrolls game. You can play single, you can play by yourself throughout the entire thing, but it plays better playing with friends. The only thing I want and in this life is for... 
Obsidian to make another game for uh, another Fallout game. Okay. Like, that is okay. it. Like, I would cry. Like, New Vegas, like, I play it at least once a year, no matter what's going on. It is my all-time favorite game. You can see my uh, my Ranger poster back there. Oh, my God. I did not actually see that. Mm-hmm. Now, Frouts, is there any games coming out uh, recently or are going to be coming out here that you're hyped about? Only Cuphead. Cuphead. <laughs> Cuphead for days. So, the, guys, we, we've talked about a lot of things tonight. Game on. I mean, it's again, it's the derailers. It's the derailers show. Um, we're going to go into where we can find everybody. Silver, ladies first. Silver is not dead. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at SilverSoulX10 or at Silver Gaming USA, and on my new website that I have very proudly launched, SilverSoulGaming.com. You also have articles. Where else can we find you? DVSGaming.com, and of course right here on Geekologist Radio. Nice. Oh, wait. Actually, let me make a quick fix. DVSGaming.org.com. Ah, that's right. Thoughts, where can we find you? Cuphead. Cuphead? Cup. Just head. head? Not no. Cuphead. Head. We can, we can find. Cuphead. Head. Mugman. Yes. Yes. Head. Mugman. Mugman. Mug. Cup. Cuphead. And Mugman. Mug. Mugman. Head. At least we know where to find him. Mugman. Mughead. In. Mughead. Mug. Also on Twitter at bfouch82. Cuphead. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Damian Nash, all one word, and on the daily now with Geekologist Radio. On Twitter, I'm working on taking our follower followers down because we had way too many on there at one point, and we're like following some weird stuff. So I'm fixing Inclu- that. It's because you're following me, isn't more... it? No, <laughs> there's some bots in there that need to be gone. <laughs> also, remember we are a part of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts, where you can find all kinds of other awesome podcasts. Yeah, including one that just came out that's based on Dungeon uh, uh, yep. DMing. Uh, I actually listened to that. That's uh, got, uh, is it not? No, I was going to say Emil Hirsch. Alex. <laughs> that's the actor. Alex Hirsch. From Geek and, Squats, which uh, is also part of the Ninja from Pancake Geek. Family Podcast. And if you're interested in at all in getting started, they have, so they have, they have this, like the, they have all the different levels. So Alex has been doing it for a little over a year. They have another another streamer on or another uh, member host on it's been <coughs> for he's been doing for like over three years. So he's kind of like the the senior level on this. And then they have have they have a gal on there that she's been doing it for just like, like six months or so. So it's it's great because if you're interested, which we've talked about it on here, wanting to do like a podcast with Jeff Barry and Paul on actually playing, you know playing the game and acting out the characters this is a great show to listen to to get you started to learn how to dm and why you should want to dm another another one you can find on there is my morning coffee and uh that's just random thoughts and ramblings of mr remy Rem. thank Ransom. you and with that tonight guys we are gonna take the show to a close Thank you for listening, and we have a lot of crazy content ready to come out your way in the weeks to come. So we are out.
Crouch Ninja! Oh my god, my nose hurts so bad. I just laminated. It burns, it burns. He likes to chase men in skirts, and so do I. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's gonna pop. Hey guys, my name is Alex Hirsch. This is Brandon. It's Colin. And Caleb. And we are the Geek Squatch Podcast. Where nostalgia finds a giant hairy beast and spits out a podcast about 80s and 90s nerd culture. Uh, we've, do- we've covered everything so far from X-Men the Animated Series to Chrono Trigger to After School Cartoons. We've done Hercules Legendary Journeys, Goosebumps. Could I have ordered that out of my Scholastic magazine in elementary school? I'm sure school? you could. Oh, nice. Yeah. Likely, I, although I doubt that in 2016 anyone could publish a book known as Bananas for Teenagers. Come for the nostalgia, stay for the trivia. What land found in a book is the home to Atreyu and Falcor the Luck Dragon? Fuck! Oh my <laughs> god. Check us out on the Ninja Pancake Network at ninjapancake.com. You'll find our shows also listed there. We're on iTunes. You can reach us with any questions, comments, or corrections at podcast at geeksquatch.com. So uh, go give us a listen, and thank you very much.